Hey friends, and welcome to episode 128 of It's About Time, a podcast sharing stories and strategies to inspire better work, life, and balance. I'm your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman Cornick, and I've got a bone to pick with most of the time management advice out there. Whether you've read a book about time management, or you've listened to time management podcasts, or you've read some blog posts you found on Pinterest, Sometimes it seems like so much of the time management advice out there is written for a very specific type of person who already seems to kind of have it together. But today's episode is not for that specific type of person. Instead, today's episode is for people who struggle with traditional time management advice. If you're listening and you feel like schedules, time management hacks, daily planners, and other resources just don't work? I see you and you're not alone. There's a reason there are so many time management strategies for you to choose from out there. Plus, it seems like there's a trendy new time-saving hack popping up all the time. Around here, we believe that time management is not a one-size-fits-all situation. One strategy, one method isn't going to work for every person every time. So if you're struggling to find a time management method that actually works for you, keep listening. In this episode, I'm sharing how your personality might be affecting your time management strategy. We'll talk about what to do when family, career, health, and other factors affect your ability to manage your time well. And then finally, we'll talk about how finding support from like-minded people can help and remind you that you're not alone. And because I know you're probably making the most of your time and you're listening in the car while you're running errands or you're folding laundry or doing the dishes, it might be a little inconvenient for you to stop what you're doing and take notes. Don't worry, I've got you covered. You can find all the details from today's episode over in the show notes, plus links to any of the resources I'll mention. Today's show notes can be found over at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 128. And with that, it's about time we get started. So let's get this show on the road. You're listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Around here, we believe that busy is not a badge of honor. Your host, Anna Dearman Cornick, is here to share tips and strategies to help you make the most of your time. Listen in on real conversations and success stories to find out how other go-getters are getting things done. If you're ready to step away from the overwhelm and spend your time on what matters most, then you're in the right place. Here's your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman Cornick. First, let's talk about traditional time management advice that you've probably been given by other people. Friends, family members, colleagues, your boss, random people on the internet. And maybe you've tried one or all of these methods and they just didn't stick. Something felt off or wrong, and then you fell back into your old habits until some new time management advice came your way. But let's talk about some of the methods you've probably tried. And one of them, I bet, was time blocking. Now, I've shared the ins and outs of time blocking and a few other methods back in episode 78, but in case you haven't heard of or tried time blocking, it's pretty simple. You create blocks of time in your schedule, 
on the pages of your planner or in your digital calendar for certain tasks on your to-do list. It's kind of like scheduling a meeting with yourself to do specific things. And then often time blocking is combined with choosing your top three. So this takes it just a step further. So to choose your top three, you choose the top three most important things you need to check off your list for the day so you don't get overwhelmed with a too long to-do list. And you call it your top three. And then you set out to tackle those top three things before you do anything else on your list. Time blocking and choosing a top three is one of my favorite basic time management methods. But what if it doesn't work for you? Maybe you have a hard time prioritizing your tasks. Maybe you have 20 things on your to-do list that all need to be done, so you freeze up and feel paralyzed when it's time to pick just those top three to put in your calendar. So first of all, there's absolutely nothing wrong with feeling that way. I'm definitely not a psychologist, but often when we freeze up or we hesitate to make decisions, it's because we're afraid of making the wrong ones. Or perhaps we freeze because deep down, the most important and most urgent things on our list feel intimidating. They feel too big. And so we keep ourselves busy with other things that feel easy, but we don't make any progress on our big goals or projects. If you know how that feels, here's what you can do instead. In fact, you can do this today or tomorrow whenever you sit down to make your list for the day. First, take a look at your to-do list. Often, a too long to-do list can feel intimidating itself. And if your to-do list has more than 10 things on it, consider using a to-do list and a today list. Your to-do list is your main list or your master list where all of your to-dos live. Things that you need to do today, that you need to do tomorrow, that you need to do at some point in the next week or month. And your today list is your shorter, more manageable list just for today. Second, once you've divided things into a to-do list and a today list, it's time to identify your available time blocks for getting things done. Now, realistically, we can only get into deep focus on a project for about two hours max before we begin to slow down and lose focus. So if you've ever been sitting at your computer or you've been working away on a project for two hours and you start to notice that you're making mistakes and you feel tired and you start to just be hard on yourself and get down on the fact that you're just not able to keep up your pace, that's completely normal. We really and truly can only get into deep focus on a project for about two hours before we begin to slow down and lose focus. Plus, for most of us, our work days are eight hours long. So if you figure in a lunch break, some meetings and a break for coffee, heading to the bathroom, or maybe switching out the laundry if you work from home, that really amounts to maybe three two-hour focused work blocks a day. And we'll call this focus time, these two-hour blocks. We'll call call this focus time. So again, I realize that not everyone has the type of schedule I just described, but most of us have about the same ability to focus. 
So take those two hour blocks of focus time and think about how they fit into your day. Regardless of where your focus time fits into your day, we're going to give each of those focus time blocks a job. Okay, y'all, so I know we could all probably use a little more time in our day, right? You're no stranger to busy schedules and intentionally filling them up to the brim because you just have so much to get done. But sometimes it feels like you don't really ever have the time to just slow down and enjoy the simple things. Simple things like when my toddlers are giggling and playing nicely together in the backyard, or when a Sunday afternoon nap sounds too good to pass up. We all want more time to enjoy these kinds of things, right? Well, if you love personality quizzes like I do, then you're in for a treat. In my new quiz, which you can take for free at AnnaDCornick.com forward slash quiz, I'm helping you uncover what it will take to get you from chaos to calm, to finally feel like you have space in your days. I know it can feel downright frustrating to keep using the same old time management strategies that just don't seem to work for you. You've got the planners, the calendars, apps, you're doing all the things, but you still feel like you have no time. And that's because you need time management strategies that work for your personality and your life. In my 10 plus years working in crisis communications and chaos management, in all the time I've spent with my clients, I've learned that everyone has their own needs. And knowing what those needs are can really help you discover the best approach to planning your days. Knowing yourself can help you ease up busy schedules, and find more calm and clarity in your week. Do you wanna know how to get there? To have more breathing room in your days? Let's figure out your time management personality type so you can uncover exactly what you need to do to feel more productive, less stressed, and more balanced. You can take the quiz at AnnaDCornick.com forward slash quiz, and I'll make sure to link to the quiz in our show notes. All right, on with the show. Step three is to break it up and narrow it down. So let's go to that today list. And if you look at your today list and it still feels overwhelming, let's break it up a bit. Chances are you've got some projects lurking on your list next to all of the tasks. Those projects tend to feel super overwhelming and big, so we put them off. And here's what I mean by projects versus tasks. A project is anything that has more than one step before you complete it. And a task is something that takes just one step. Just one, and then it's done. A project is made up of multiple tasks, and a task is still just one. So the best way to make getting started on a project feel less overwhelming is to break it up into smaller parts. What are the tasks or the steps involved for this project? Once you've broken those projects down into more manageable tasks, your list just got a whole lot bigger. So we've got to narrow it down. Do you need to do all of these tasks today? Or can the most urgent tasks for your projects be done today and the rest could be saved for later? Once you've broken your projects into tasks, can you move some of those tasks from your today list 
over to your to-do another day list. This is going to keep your today list less cluttered and less overwhelming, which makes it easier for you to take action. The last step, take those three most urgent tasks and put them into your time blocks. Boom. Time managed. Okay, next up. If traditional time management advice doesn't work and you're having trouble finding methods that fit the way you think, it might be time to get to know yourself a little better. We're all unique people with our own personalities and preferences. Some people love to-do lists and some people hate them. Some people thrive on a schedule and some people are actually more productive when they go with the flow. Being one way or the other or some combination doesn't make you good or bad at time management. It just makes you, you. One of the first things I do with my time management coaching clients and with new members inside the It's About Time Academy is invite them to take a personality assessment. Sometimes a personality framework like the Myers-Briggs Type Indicator, often called the MBTI, or the Enneagram, or even Clifton Strengths, it used to be called Strengths Finder, can help you zero in on your personality traits and help you articulate them better. Sometimes they can even point you in the direction of the time management strategies that might work best for you. There are lots of free personality assessment type tools out there, and I'll be sure to link a few of my favorites in the show notes. And by the way, I also talked a little bit about this concept back in episode 122 if you want to learn more about how your personality can impact your productivity. All right, now what if something else impacts your ability to stick to a time management method? Maybe it's not your habits or your personality, but simply other things going on in your life. If you have kids, you juggle daycare and school, meals and naps, homework and activities, not to mention spending quality time with them when you can. If you run your own business or you have a full-time job, that's typically eight hours of your day spent, not including commuting or working overtime. There's also spending quality time with your partner, caregiving for parents or other family members, navigating chronic illness or other personal health challenges, caring for your mental health, and of course, making time for yourself. When you have obligations like these where you have to be flexible or prepared for emergencies, it's not so easy to say, I will work from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. today, and that's that, right? Things happen. The unexpected can completely throw off your plans. Kiddos can get sick and they can't go to daycare. The power goes out in your home and you can't work or cook dinner. Your partner gets stuck in traffic and can't make it home at their usual time. Or you simply have a bad day dealing with chronic illness or mental health. So what kind of time management strategy can you use if task batching or setting boundaries or time blocking doesn't work for you? How can you manage your time, get things done, and still be able to deal with the unexpected at the drop of a hat? This is where having a weekly planning session comes in. Even a super simple one can change everything. And a weekly planning session doesn't have to be complicated or super long. In fact, the simpler the better, because you'll stick to it. Your weekly planning session is your bird's eye view of the week ahead to spot potential obstacles and surprises before they happen. 
You might not be able to predict the future, but when you've mentally walked through your week in advance, you can plan some things accordingly. Things like meals or what you'll wear each day, when you'll grocery shop, or when you'll need to ask for help. And speaking of asking for help, one thing I've noticed in my own life and with clients is that talking to others who struggle with the same things can help a lot. Being a part of a community is powerful. You get support, you get to talk it out and get advice, and you're reminded that you're not alone. In addition to community, talking to someone who has made those time management mistakes, lived through burnout, bounced back, learned all the things, and figured out a method that works, that can help too. And yes, spoiler alert, I'm talking about myself here. And I'm not bragging, but rather I want you to know that I've been there. I've been in your shoes. If your work, family life, personal obligations, health, or other factors are getting in the way of sticking to a time management process, it might be time to try something new. Now, maybe that looks like trying a new method that you've never used before, trying time blocking if you've never tried it before, or task batching, or designing your ideal week like I talk about in past episodes, or doing that first weekly planning session. Or maybe the It's About Time Academy could be the something new that's waiting for you. It's a community and coaching program that goes beyond those traditional time management methods. Because like you, I found that many common methods didn't work for me or for my clients on the first try. And that's why I created one that actually does work for us. My method starts with heart. The heart method, which is my method for time management, approaches time management based on your values and goals. It's about creating sustainable habits and routines based on what matters most to you. To learn more about the heart method and what you can expect when you join the It's About Time Academy, head straight to abouttimepodcast.com forward slash academy. The academy recently launched and welcomed in almost 100 founding members, and I'm looking forward to welcoming new members again soon. So there you have it. A reminder that if traditional time management advice doesn't work for you, it doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. It just means you haven't found the right system that adapts to your schedule, priorities, values, and goals. And if you'd like to start setting up routines that center on what matters most in your life, I have a free guide that can help. This guide will help you create five essential routines that'll reduce your overwhelm and help you organize your life. As always, all of the details from today's episode can be found over in the show notes at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 128. And make sure you check out the show notes so you can grab the free guide to routines and get other resources and tools sent straight to your email inbox. All right, that's it for this episode. Next week, I'll be back to share my recent conversation with Karen Manja about how to create success anywhere. I'll see you then. Thanks for listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Head over to www.abouttimepodcast.com to join the conversation. Check out the show notes and dive into bonus content so you can start living your best life today. Love this episode? Be sure to share it with a friend, subscribe, and leave a review. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you in the next episode.